1: Priests stood in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals, to praise the Lord according to the ordinance of David, king of Israel, and they sang responsively, praising and giving. Thanks to the Lord. And so it says here, when the builders laid the foundation. So the foundation is now being built. It's being laid down. It says that the priests stood in their apparel with their trumpets and, and the Levites and the, son, the sons of Asaph with symbols to praise the Lord. I love this. They were <clears throat> basically watching the building uh happen. The foundation is being laid. The priests have their apparel on. They have their instruments, and so do the Levites. And they're just, you can picture the scene that they're standing at attention, ready to praise the Lord as they're watching the foundation being built. They're ready to go. And I feel like I've learned also over the years that God is a God who desires his children to prepare themselves like for everything that we're going to do, to be more uh, prepared generally in all that we do but especially in the worship of the Lord as the priests and the Levites are preparing themselves to sound off when the foundation is finally done they're ready and I wonder how many of us come into his house ready to praise the Lord filled with anticipation uh, you know have everything ready to go so that when we come in, man, all we can think about and all we can focus about is, is upon giving God the glory, all the glory, and be being ready when the when the first uh chord is, is strummed, the first vocals are, are, are sung, that we join in with the worship team and just sound off like people that were prepared to come and worship the Lord. And, and it's a, it's, you see that throughout scripture. Uh, there were, there's that King Jotham of Judah in 2 Chronicles 27 verse 6. It said of him that because he prepared his ways before the Lord, his God, he was mighty because he prepared his ways, growing up without a father, growing up without real structure on my own in my teens, basically, uh, out of school, out of, any other structure other than a gang, you know, it's like I had to learn structure from the Lord. And we see through the Old Testament and the New. And I love all of the structure of the Old Testament and how everything was where it needed to be. God's a God of order, not disorder. And he's not the author of confusion. And so he desires that we as Christians Truly be people that are prepared. Like tomorrow is Thursday. Are you prepared for Thursday? Are you already thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow? And wake up early with the Lord and dedicate the day to the Lord. Prepare your heart before him and say, I have A, B, C, and D things to do, Lord. Help me to accomplish these things and to teach those lessons to our children. And then if we live lives like that, I'm sure that we will progress in all the things that God has us doing. Prepare better. You know, over the years, it's like, I remember in the early days when the church started, I, I, you know, didn't defend my, I didn't protect my Saturdays like I should. Sunday's the big day for a senior pastor. And so I kind of would, we get invited to things and we learning how to, have boundaries we would say yes to uh to things on Saturday and and I have learned that it would just drain me take away from my preparation for Sunday so I've learned to have boundaries in order to prepare my heart before the Lord on Saturdays I rarely do anything unless it's a funeral or a wedding I don't do birthday parties or baby showers I don't think any men should do baby showers actually (laughs) when did that happen it's got to be the end of the world. <laughs> but they, you know, to be prepared, to be ready. And I, we all have those, those days. We have little ones. We're fighting to get here. Trying not to fight, of course. But I meant not fighting, but I meant struggling to get here. Should have ironed the shirt the date night before. Should have had everything ready. That's preparing bumping worship in the car playing it loud having your heart ready haven't spent time with the lord and have been still with him then you come in here and you're able to just sound off loud and ready and so they stood in their apparel with trumpets and the levites the sons of asaph were symbols to praise the lord according to the ordinance of david king of israel And they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks. I like that, that they sang, they sang responsively. In other words, they saw the foundation of the temple being laid and it blew their minds that finally they're going to have a place to worship the Lord again. Like to them, it was the biggest thing ever. We're going to have a place. We're not in Babylon no more. We didn't have to like find our own little spots here or there to worship the Lord. It's been a long time. And so when the foundation was down, they sang responsively. They responded to God's grace. They responded to God's mercy that His word and His promises came true and they're back in the land. It's responsive. Our worship is always responsive, or it should always be responsive. You're responding to what Jesus Christ has done for you in your life. He has saved us from the pit of hell, taking our sin upon Himself on the cross, was was buried and resurrected on the third day for our justification. He's redeemed us. He's given us salvation. He's given us so much. We're not going to hell because of Him. We're alive because of Him. We have eternal life because of Him. So our worship and our praise and our service to Him is responsive. Why don't, why don't we want to sin anymore? Because His blood means something to us. And there are people who still want to sin because they, they ain't there yet. They still need to repent. Repent of what? Of, of Jesus not being your everything. I told a man recently, you have to love Jesus more than your children. That's what the Bible is talking about, loving God more than anything. No matter what anybody does to us, it doesn't matter because God has never hurt us. He loves us. And if we love Him more than anything, we won't sin against Him. Our worship, our praise, our obedience, our servant, our service to him, it's all responsive. Why do you do the things you do, Paul the Apostle? Why do you give it all for God? Peter? Why? James and John? Why would you guys give it all for Jesus? They would simply say, because he gave it all for us. And their 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 gratitude caused them to respond. With a life of obedience and holiness and purity, and they praised. These guys were blessed. They could have, they, they, they were blown away. We have a temple again. We're blown, they were blown away. It's responsive. John tells us in his epistle, 1 John 4:19, we love him because he first loved us. We love him because he first loved us, even when we were dead. In our trespasses, Christ died for you and I. So our praise is responsive. And there are a lot of people who claim they're believers or who are all, you know, expecting Christ to perform for them before they're going to think about serving him with purity and holiness and obedience. Really, the cross isn't enough for them. And that's a dangerous place to be. That's how the world lives and thinks. They will not follow Jesus. They will not follow our God because they still wanna live for the self-life. But we have learned better. We have learned Christ. We love him because he first loved us. And we put him above everything. And, and, And the love for our children is quantified innumerable because of our love for Christ our love for our spouses is quantified innumerable numbers because of our love for Christ but those same loves for them if they do not submit under the love of God become the most demonic type of love this side of hell a mother loves her children so 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 much but does not love God that becomes a very demonic kind of love if we love our spouses so 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 much but don't love God above that that becomes a very demonic love I gotta stop reading C.S. Lewis (laughs) (laughs) The, the great divorce that's what You know, it's a story of why people go, why people choose hell. And one of them is like, yeah, you know, sinners saying they want a God of love and how much they love their children and their spouses. And the reality is you don't really love them because if you love them, you would repent, give your life to God who gave you those kids and then witness to them to go to heaven. But you would just rather have that mother's love, that father's love and both End up in hell. That's not very nice love. So I digress. What does that have to do with Ezra? (laughs) And so they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to God. For he is good, for his mercy endures forever toward Israel. Quoting Psalm 136 Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever towards Israel. And I don't think that his covenant with Israel is over, nor will it ever be over. He's got a plan for them. And uh, this praise that they're singing. Same stuff they sang when the original one was dedicated years prior. And this is just for the foundation, but they're essentially saying, you know, God loves us. God has a special covenant love with us. And it is being reestablished as this foundation is being reestablished. And the same for the Christian who has placed his faith in Jesus Christ. A new covenant I give to you in my blood, Jesus said. That we are redeemed by his blood. We are forgiven and we are going to heaven by faith in him. And now he says to love one another as he has loved us. Our, Our goal in life, the greatest law of them all, is to love God with everything that we are. To love Jesus above everything. And um, if you're not there, that's your prayer tonight. Lord, please give me that kind of heart where I hate everything that tries to come in between me and you. And usually it's the man or the woman in the mirror that is in the way. (laughs) So, um, So they're acknowledging God's doing a new thing here. i um I was driving through banning I went for i i did an errand uh, down in the uh, east side bless you the east side of 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 Banning and I was making my way west on Nicolette and I passed by hemmerling, which is our old meeting ground and and just thinking about this place and how God provided this place and how big of a miracle it is and I never want to forget that you know this isn't it, it is i mean i've heard the other pastors who have purchased big properties who have large ministries and were able to save throughout the years and finally break ground on property and finally build buildings and build classrooms and i have i have i've have sat amongst uh you know senior pastors you know guys who have been through it And they cannot believe what God has done for you so that you are no longer wandering from school to school or looking to see, can we rent that tire shop on Sundays? Can we, you know, lease that storefront, you know, for Wednesdays? Uh, Can we lease an office so that we can meet? No more. God said no more for this church. Man, that's big. Man, that's big. And it's nice, too. Look at those lights. I wouldn't trade those for the biggest, baddest church in the world. Those are awesome. They're retro. They're mod. You know? Be cool if they, we should get uh, devices that bring them down, bring them up. We can do little, like, Instagram posts where it comes behind, down behind us or something. But, I mean, look at this place, how nice it is. I've gotten to see the joy of our family here, the joy of our church. It's your church. It's not mine. It's ours. We need to walk in it. Just, just like the priests and the Levites in our story, the foundation. Wow. Look at Look at the bones on this place, you know. And we have yet—we have not even begun to make the changes, you know. This place is going to look more and more awesome. The outside is going to be unrecognizable when we're done. But poco a poco, little by little, as God provides the funds, it'll happen. My wife has a good eye of designing and. You guys know that. Then all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. And that's part of the reason why we're we're so loud on Sundays and even Wednesdays. And you guys sang great tonight. And even when there's not a lot of us, the acoustics in this place. I go, I digress. I go on and on. But many of the priests and Levites and the heads of the fathers' houses, old men who had seen the first temple, wept with a loud voice when the foundation of this temple was laid before their eyes. Yet many shouted aloud for joy, so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout or joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. The people shouted with a loud shout, and the sound was heard afar off and, and so we see here that the older men began to weep, and they began to weep, not out of tears of joy. They saw the foundation and and, and they remembered the old temple before it was destroyed Solomon's temple. How absolutely glorious king solomon's temple was we know that king david his father and solomon they spared no expense they they poured everything they had they spared no expense to build the most beautiful temple one of the ancient wonders of the of the ancient world it was world famous it was so spectacular and uh and now their, their resources are, are slim. And all they can do is put this foundation. And the older guys realize, oh my goodness, they were sad because it's a lesser temple. It's lesser glory. And, uh, you know, but it's their fault because they turned their back on the Lord. The Lord will not be mocked to whom much is given, much is required. One cannot say a a declaration of faith in Jesus Christ and then turn around and live for themselves and go back into their sin and think there's not going to be repercussions. There are consequences to sin because God is a just God he forgives, he is merciful, and he has not dealt with us according to our inequities or all of us would be dust. And there are many times where God forgives and is merciful and there's not a heavy consequence. But then there are heavier sins out there and and they come with a heavier price. And so there are many people who are, you know, who live with regret. What could have been? What could have been? I want God's best for my life. Psalm 78 there's a few of those Psalms out there that kind of list the blessings and the kind of curses of the experience of the Israelites in the wilderness when God saved them out of Egypt and took them to the promised land. 78 is one of those where uh, it says in verse 40 of Psalm 78, how often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from the enemy. And that's the case for so many people who said they believe in Jesus and were in tears over what he did for them on the cross. And just like the Israelites who did not remember the day that he freed them from Egypt, there are many people who proclaimed Christ, but don't remember the day that they had believed that Jesus saved them through his cross. And they go back and they live for themselves. And it says here that they limited the Holy One of Israel. And we don't want to limit God. We want to trust and obey him, uh, live for him, have the best that God would have for you and I. God is a God who loves to bless. He delights to bless his children. But we have to behave like his children. The Proverbs tells us that even a child is is known by their deeds. How much more us? If we walk with God, if we honor him, man, he will give us the desires of our heart. He has blown my life. He has blown my my eyes, he's blown my mind with so many blessings that I can't journal them anymore. I used to journal. But it's like, man, you know, I, don't got, I need a bigger journal. I'm serious. In the early days of my Christian faith, it seemed like they were few and far between. But as you walk with the, with the Lord longer and walk with Him and abide in Him, blessing, 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 blessing. But you can't type that, that fast. They just, there's so much. There's so much. But for those who, who turn from the Lord, what could have been is gone. And that's just what happens when you reap what you sow. Where do we even get that term from? You know what I mean? Scripture. So they were weeping because there was something greater and bigger. And that was the older um, temple. And we'll just stop there. Father, we thank you for your mercy, your love and grace. There is none like you in all the earth. You have given us your incredible mercy, love and grace. Strengthen us, Lord, to abide in you. Strengthen us, Lord. be the people that you want us to be you have done so much for us we love you because you first loved us you initiated it help us to love you back responsively. and while all heads are brought down if you're here this evening and you want to get right with god I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand and I can lead you in a prayer. to ask God to forgive you of your sins, to come into your heart, to give you eternal life. So anybody here would like to do that?
0: Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweetheals.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Please.